Yo, today's QOD is you are going to be a big success. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Brian Tracy back on the show today, and he's talking about probably my favorite topic of them all. He's talking about your self-image. The way you see yourself is everything, my friends, because you can set yourself a goal. I want to have this. I want to have that, whatever it may be. But if you see yourself as somebody who is incapable or unworthy, or undeserving of having the thing that you want, you will get in your way every single time. I got a book recommendation for this, Psycho-Cybernetics. We're currently reading it in the QOD book club and just light bulb moments are happening every week because my members are going, wow, this makes sense. This is why I've been getting the results that I've been getting because it's the way that I see myself and that book will show you how to change the way you see yourself through visualization. But today, Brian is going to share a darn good story about what can happen when you open yourself up to new information about yourself and you change the way you see yourself. Here's Brian. Okay, moving right along here, programming your mind for success. You know that a computer, if you program a computer, it simply operates on the basis of the computer, on the basis of the programming. If you want to get different results in your outer world, you have to put in a different program for your mental programmer. So this is how we do it. We say your self-concept is your bundle of beliefs inside that determines everything that happens to you. Remember, all change begins with a change in your self-concept, the way you see yourself and think about yourself and believe about yourself. Um, there was a man uh, many years ago, very famous, true story, his name was Viktor Sarabriakov. And I learned this story from, from Zig Ziglar. And Viktor Sarabriakov was the parents, parent of immigrant laborers who came over from Russia. And he grew up and he went to school. And he seemed to float through school. He did, he did whatever schoolwork was necessary. But he daydreamed a lot. And sometimes he read other things and looked out the window. And they concluded that he was um, probably mentally retarded, did not really have he had learning deficiencies, wasn't really set out set up to be very successful, and so he was just passed through on the never, never, never get failed plan, you know, where they just keep passing the problem kids on to the next grade and it doesn't come back. And so he went all the way up to the 10th, 12th grade, and he was still looking out the window, and he sat down with his counselor in the 12th grade, and they suggested that he join the Army, because in the Army he could get a nice job, you know, cleaning latrines or, or being a, a carpenter or driving a truck, where they would provide for him for 25 or 30 years, and then he could have a nice pension, and he could retire, and he would be safe and secure. And he didn't think much about that, so he left school, and he drifted, and he worked as a farm laborer, and he worked as a, as a janitor, and he worked cleaning up motels, and he just drifted across the country. And one day, when he was down on his luck, about two years later, he'd been drifting around, he's now about 20 years old, uh, he saw a sign, you know, the Army needs men. And he remembered the recommendation from his uh, guidance counselor in high school. So he went in and he applied 
to enroll, to register, what do they call it, to sign up for the Army? Pardon? To enlist, yes, to enlist. Thank you. So I went in to enlist, and they said fine, and he, his background was average grades in high school and labor for two years, not great Army material. Uh, so they gave him a battery of psychological and intelligence tests. When they came back with the tests, his ISQ scored at 172. And they said, <laughs> no, there's something wrong here with this test, this score. So they, they tested him again. They had him take the test again, came out at 176. His IQ was higher than Einstein's of 170. They couldn't believe it. They took him in and they sat him down and they said, Mr. Sarabriakov, you're one of the smartest. You're the smartest person who's ever tried to enlist in the Army. And he said, yeah, but I got terrible grades throughout school. And they had a school, they had a psychologist there and he said, well, it's because you basically have a photographic memory. You memorized everything there was to learn in school the instant it was first mentioned. It was completely boring for you. That's why you were looking out the window all the time. He said, that's true. He said, I never failed an exam because he learned everything like a sponge absorbs water. They said, Mr. Sarabriankov, if you'll join the Army and you'll go into our nuclear physicist training, we will put you through university if you will stay in the Army for four years after your degree. And he said, sounds good to me. And so he did. He went through. He, first of all, he, finished, he had to retake high school. He finished all of high school in a year, took four years of university, very tough courses in 18 months, took the Ph.D. in a year and a half. And he had his Ph.D. by the time he was 25 and a half years old. Then he went to work for the Army for four years. While he was there, he developed two or three new technologies, defense technologies, that two of which the Army was very interested in. The others said, we're not interested in this. When his time was up at 30, he started his own company, which is in Los Angeles, and Sarah, you know, Sarah Bryakov Industries. Within something like two years, he had six major high-tech patents, each of which was sold and licensed for millions of dollars. By the time he was 35, he still lives in Los Angeles today. He's worth millions and millions of dollars. One of the brightest people in th that they'd ever seen in terms of his creative ability, but. He didn't know. He'd been programmed from his poor parents and his poor kids in his childhood and the teachers that paid no attention to him to believe he was not very smart. And when they finally showed him how smart he was, he just changed his programming. When he changed his programming, this, became, this guy became a mental machine. He was a genius of the highest order. So it's very possible for us to change all of our external results by changing our programming about ourselves. So how do we do this? We say all change begins uh, by you taking in new information that changes your self-concept. New information that changes your self-concept. So that you start to see your world and you start to believe about yourself uh, in a different way. If someone were to say to you, and I do this all the time, by the way, David and I used to go into restaurants or various places, and the person would be really, really nice and really, really helpful. And I say to David, I say, what kind of a future does that person have? And he'd say, she has a great future. And then we go into a place where they're rude and indifferent and uncaring. And I say, what kind of a future does he have? And David would say, he has no future at all. And so we divide people into people with future, no future. And you can tell people with future because the way they do their job in the moment is the best predictor of their future. And so uh, we, we, when I go into a place and the person is really, really helpful, I will call them and take them aside. And I'll say, you know something? You're going to be a big success. You are going to be a big success later in life. This is my area of specialty, and I know that. 
And they say, no, well, you don't realize, and they're young people, and they're working hard. And, and I said, no, no, you have star quality. You're going to be a big success in life. And I just leave them with that like a big tip. I, I also leave a tip. Uh, <laughs> I, just leave, I just leave them. I will stop and turn around, and I'll go back to people that I've met in passing, and I'll say, you know, you have incredible qualities. You're going to be a big success in life. And I've always told my children that. They're going to be a big success in life. And sometimes one person who they respect, an important person, well-dressed, customer, who tells them that will change their self-concept forever. Now, will it work consistently? Who knows? But you know that you miss every shot you don't take. So whenever I get a chance to take a shot, to put in an injection that will change a person's self-concept, and I've had countless people have come back to me and said, remember the seminar? I came up to you and I asked you that question and you told me this. It changed my life forever. And of course, how can I remember? I've spoken to five million people. I say, oh yes, I remember you well. <laughs> so, so changes may come with changing your belief system. All right, that was Brian Tracy. His website is briantracy.com. You can check out today's entire talk on YouTube. It is called Brian Tracy Full Seminar. And as you know, we're going to be reading Brian's incredible book, Goals, How to Get Anything You Want Faster Than You Ever Thought Possible in the QOD Book Club. The discussion begins on Wednesday, January 6th. Get signed up for your $7 trial today. Your 30-day trial doesn't start until January 6th when we start discussing the book, so you will not be rebuilt until February 5th. And so get signed up now. Jump in. You can actually, if you sign up today, you can hang out with us tonight in the book club because we're going to be talking about psycho cybernetics five o'clock pacific time eight o'clock eastern time on zoom meet some really cool people go into breakout rooms share your thoughts you're gonna love it go to qodbookclub.com right now and get signed up for only seven dollars i'm out i will see you tomorrow with jack canfield see you then peace